last game. Oh, I saw the shirt on too. Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming live from Orange County, California. California. That sounded very Espanoli. <laughs> it comes out every. You so sounded often. like a true Mexican just there. <laughs> very ethnic. Wow. You're yeah. full of a little uh, bit of vinegar. No. No. All right. Hey, it's a nighttime show. Eight o'clock. Pacific Standard Time. We're happy to be here with you. Um, we had uh, you had a little day in LA. Yes, I had a little safe. lacrosse tournament. Yeah, there's some stuff today that's actually uh, not poignant. I don't know why I was going to say poignant. There's some things today that are in line not only with our because we were we were able to make it to Friends Church or Belinda. Yes, so we saw the message by Matthew Cork there, and. Um, all, all of it in last night's devotional, all of it connected. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Yeah. yeah, so cool. We're reading from Smith Wigglesworth devotional. Um, and today is what? January 22nd. The title is The Promise Fulfilled. Now, Hetty had a great idea. Um, one I thing did. is, yes, yeah, have a lot of great ideas. <laughs> Hetty had a great idea that, um, you know, though the, the the most important thing is that we first listen to God and do our very best to uh, do these devotionals with his um, guiding light. Amen. Right? Absolutely. To best of our, to best of our ability. I'm sure that some of the banter is not from God. Uh, yeah. But at least the message. <laughs> And, uh, but another thing is, is that we, it, there would be no sense doing this if we didn't want more people to see God's word, right? The devotional. Absolutely. And that kind of stuff. And so Hetty came up with an idea. She goes, what if we used a different title than the title that's used in Smith devotional? Because it says here, the promise fulfilled, which is a fine title. I'm not saying that Smith that doesn't have good It's not titles. captivating. It's not captivating. So I've been using different titles. So let me know what you think. Do they, do they grab your attention? All this one uh, happened. To, I, I found a little section in there that it made me feel what they're trying to say is how difficult does it have to be? Yeah. How Good. difficult does that have to be before right. you finally, you know, submit to God? Oh. <laughs> or how long, or, how, or another way of looking at it is how difficult does it have to be until God steps in? Right. right? You can look at it a couple different ways. And, and again, it, it was also you know, kind of in line with today's message at, at Friends Church and and uh, some of the other things that we're going through in our lives, and I'm sure that some of you are going through your, your lives. So let you let me know. This is only the second time that we've used Hedia's brilliant idea. Oh, I thank uh, you. Was the um, the new title a little bit more eye catching for you and, and, and caused you to come on? We have seven viewers. I mean, <laughs> obviously, your your idea is brilliant. Let's see who commented really quick. Hey, Priscilla. Hi, nice Priscilla. All right. So um, January twenty second, the promise fulfilled. The reference is Genesis 21, 2, and uh, I'm going to read the first half of it, and Eddie will read the second half because it's a very long one. Uh, in Genesis 21, 2, it says, Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. Not a minute too soon. <clears throat> yes. That's right. <laughs> Gave a chance for Isaac, uh, Abraham to get in a lot of trouble before it. <laughs> scripture reading genesis 21 1 through 20 so make sure uh, we're going to read that but you can also or you should also read through that when we're done here smith says um right in that house where isaac and ishmael lived were the seed of promise and the seed of flesh there was strife and trouble there for ishmael was teasing isaac 
you'll find that there is nothing that is going to hold you except except the Isaac life, the Isaac life. Spirit life. Yes, that caught me off guard at first, but I understand it now. The seed of Abraham. You will find that the flesh life will always have to be cast out. And Sarah said, cast out Hagar and her son. It was very hard to do, but it had to be done. You may say, how hard? Yes, but how long did it have to be? It had to be until submission came. There will always be jealousy and strife in your hearts and lives until flesh is destroyed. Until God controls and rules in authority over the whole body. When his power reigns over you, you will find that your whole life is full of peace and joy. Isaac grew up to be a fine young man, perhaps 20 years of age. We are not told. But then came another test. God said to Abraham, take your son Isaac and offer him to me upon the mount that I will show you. Do you think that Abraham told anybody about that? No, I am sure he didn't. Isaac was near to his heart, and God said he had to offer him on the altar. And there, there he was, Isaac, the heart of, the, of his heart. And God said he was to be the seed of all living. What did he have to do but believe that just as miraculously as Isaac came into the world, God could raise him even if he were slain? Yeah. Did he tell Sarah about the thing? No. no. <laughs> I am certain he did not, or else he would not have gotten away with that boy. There would have been such a trial in the home. I believe he kept it to himself. When God tells you a secret, don't tell anyone. God will possibly tell you to go and lay hands on some sick one. Go do it and don't tell anyone. I know that Satan does not know my thoughts. He only knows what I let out of my mouth. Sometimes he suggests thoughts in order to get to know my thoughts. But I can see that God can captivate my thoughts in such a way that they will be entirely for him. When God rules in your heart, you will see that every thought is captive, that everything is brought into the obedience and is brought into a place where you are in dominion because Christ is enthroned in your life. God reveals deep and special things to some people. Keep your counsel before God. I see this. Abraham could offer Isaac. I believe that God wants me to tell you that you may know something about your trials. Some people think they are tried more than other people. Trials are used to purify you. It is the fiery furnace of affliction that God uses to get you in a place where he can use you. The person who has no trials and no difficulties is the person whom God does not dare allow Satan to touch because this person couldn't stand the temptation. But Jesus would not allow any man to be tempted more than he is able to bear. Before Abraham offered Isaac, he was tried and God knew he could do it. Before God puts you through the fiery furnace of afflictions, he knows you will go through. If you know you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you know it is in the scriptures, never rest until God gives it to you. If you know it is scriptural for you to be healed of every weakness, never rest until God makes the healing yours. If you know that the scriptures teach holiness, purity, and divine likeness, overcoming all conditions, never rest until you are an overcomer. If you know that men have gone in and have seen the face of God, have had the vision revealed and have had all the scriptures to be made life in their lives, don't rest until you come to it. We must live in the fire. We must hate sin. We must love righteousness. We must live with God for he says we have to be blameless and harmless amid the crooked positions of this world. 
I look at you now and I say, God is able to confirm all I've been saying to you about trial and testings, which are the greatest blessings you can have. What a redemption. What a baptism. What an anointing. It is the ecstasies of delight beyond, beyond all expression for the soul to live and move in him who is our being. The thought for today, if you knew the value of trials, you would praise God for them more than anything. <laughs> Oh, were we to praise the trials? So a couple of things, Mm -hmm. as I told you early on, I love this analogy and it should have been evident to me, but I never, I guess I just never gave it much thought, but the story of Isaac and Ishmael, uh, that one is the son born of the, uh, of the flesh for those that may not know, it's a very famous biblical story, of course, but Ishmael was the son of the servant because when they were told that they were going to have a child, they, uh, took it upon themselves to conceive one with the maid because they said, Sarah's too old. Let's go and, um, procreate with the bond servant. And that's how Ishmael was born. They didn't trust God. They didn't wait. Um, they believed in the son, but they just turned the, the 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 revelation into something of their own doing and so i love that he he makes that comparison the ones of the flesh and ones of the spirit and you have to cast out uh the the thing that is of the flesh but it's interesting because he says then everything was brought into harmony but that flesh ishmael would haunt and persecute the seed of isaac for all of history so that analogy you could take further that even though you cast out your fleshly desires, know that it'll be around to tempt you. Even Jesus was tempted by Satan. So we have to always be on guard for the temptation and knowing that the closer we draw to guard uh, to God, the more we may be tested with affliction and trials and temptations, but know that um, God believes in us that we'll get through it. And there's something we're supposed to learn from it. By going through it. So I think that was a cool analogy that he, he drew. Although this has come up before, it's interesting how he talks about the devil cannot yeah. know our thoughts. I, I love never, that. I never thought that when I was a kid. I always thought that he was in my head. You know, yeah. One, I, no, I had the one, one shoulder and I had yeah. got an angel on the other. Well, he can whisper to you, mm-hmm. but he doesn't hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So that, that little devil is on our shoulder, <laughs> like the cartoon. <laughs> But I thought he was there listening through my, my, yeah. my ear. <laughs> that's uh, that's actually very, <clears throat> and I think that's where it comes like, I don't want to say it out loud. I don't want to jinx it comes from. Yes. Oh, I say that all the time. Right. Because we shouldn't be saying some things out loud because the, the enemy can hear it. Yeah. So much great stuff comes out of biblical teaching. <laughs> oh, imagine that. Look at that. God is so good. <laughs> uh, but i've always liked this idea this is one of the things that really kind of kicked me in the derriere um as to my lack of faith back in the day of you know why you know as a detective with sex crimes and child molestations to you know things that were happening to me and that kind of stuff is always thinking why i understand if there was a god you know this this wouldn't happen but in fact, as it says for the thought for the day, if you knew the value of trials, you would praise God for them more than anything. Oh, but it was the you know some of the passages that you know, restate that in other ways. It says you know have joy in in your trials. Yes, and it and then it really began to hit me that the, the many of the things are my own 
are my own doing my yeah. own flesh so right it's one aspect and there's the other aspect that god you know uh, will allow you to go through trials so that you can get value from them like you said you can learn from them yeah and i love that he encourages us to know and i think this is so important for all of us to always remember that when the scripture teaches holiness purity and divine likeness overcoming all conditions never rest until you're an overcomer meaning that even when we fall get back up fall get back up never give up on the promises that god has spoken over us that we have divine likeness that we have the holy spirit that we can be holy that we can be pure we may not be today but we keep calling on him we keep trusting in him we keep trusting in his promises and he will he will bring it forth i like the rest of that that sentence after uh, never rest until you are an overcomer it says if you know that men who have gone in and have seen the face of God have had the vision revealed and have had all the scriptures made to be life in their lives, never rest until you have, until you come into it. Yes. Oh, so amazing. Right. So the took for me in, in that case, uh, I'm, I love, I'm so happy that I'm one of those, one of those men who have seen the face of God and have had the vision Amen. revealed. Um, it's kind of like, just like, It's a gift. I, yeah, well, there's there's not a word for it. I was I was thinking miraculous. I was thinking amazing. I was thinking fantastic, and none of those <laughs> none of those fit. None of them fit. Uh, let's get to some of these scriptures, and I want to get to a little bit of uh, you know church and stuff today because it, it'll all kind of connect. Uh, first, we want to say to Nicole. Hello, Nicole Schmoll. I love your new name after you got married. <laughs> That's not, that's not the name I met her under. It's actually a different name. But every time I see it, I smile. It makes me happy. I, um, I just love it. And then Danielle says? Yes, I have heard the descendants of Ishmael are believed to be from the Middle East. Well, that's what we were talking about yesterday, Danielle, is that um, many people believe, you know, uh, Muslims lay claim to Ishmael. And uh, the biblical story that we're going to read today um, is reverse in Islam, where they believe it was Ishmael that was offered to sacrifice. It was Hagar that was thrown to the desert with Ishmael. She, he, they do believe that part, mm-hmm. but that um, before that happened, before he threw her out. Yes, before he threw her out, or maybe, yeah. Oh, I don't know the after. order. Sorry, I can't remember no. the order. Yeah. Well, I mean, it had to have happened before. It had to happen before because once he threw her out, he didn't go back to get her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost my train of thought, but, (laughs) but anyways, yes, but some scholarly opinions are that it cannot be Ishmael cannot be the father of Muhammad or the, uh, antecedent to Muhammad because God here in the scripture says he's going to make him a mighty nation. And he wouldn't say that to something that's, um, not of God. So there's a diversity of opinion. Genesis 21. And the Lord visited Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah, as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time set which God had spoken to him, and not a minute before. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who will hear will laugh with me. 
She also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children for I have borne him a son in his old age. So the child grew and was weaned and Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she born to Abraham scoffing. Therefore, she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad, because of your, or because of your bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice. For in Isaac, your seed shall be called. Yet I will make a nation of the son of the bondwoman because he is your seed. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and put it on her shoulder. He gave it and he gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Bathsheba. And the water in the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went down and sat across from him at a distance of about a bow shot, for she said to herself, let me not see the death of this boy. And she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him in your hand, for I will make him a great nation. That's the promise that scholars say it can't be Muhammad because he called it a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And when she, she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran and his mother took a wife in, from him from the land of Egypt. And when it came to pass at the time of Abimech and Pichol, the commander of his army spoke to Abraham saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me or with my offspring or my posterity, but that according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and into the land which I have dwelt. And Abraham said, I will swear. And Abraham rebuked Abimech because of the well of water which Abimech's servants had seized. And Abimech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor did I hear of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimech, and the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. Abimech asked Ab Abraham, what is the meaning of this seven ewe lambs which you have set by themselves? And he said, you will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand, that they may be my witness that I have dug this well. Therefore he called that place Bathsheba, because the two of them swore an oath there. Thus they made the covenant at Bathsheba, Abimech rose with Pico, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Bathsheba, and there he called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. I love how you can say those names. Abimech. Yeah, that. And what's the other one? Pico. Looks like Pacholi. Pacholi oil. Well, you know, I'm just using my Farsi linguist skills and making it up. So who knows if it's right? Uh, Genesis 22, 2. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. And I love that the God, uh, the way Smith says, he believed that God would save Isaac because one, he already told him he's going to be the seed of many nations. And two, he's like, look, I shouldn't have had this kid to begin with. You know, so 
here I am a hundred years old and I have a kid. If God, you know what I mean? Like he has to believe the promise that he's, that he's been given because you gave the kid in this miraculous way. You could sustain him in a miraculous way. So we have to believe that in our lives too. Right. Yeah. But, but, but there's a little bit, like if you were back then, he's, a, he's got these, he's living in a tent and he's old. Very old. And, and he's, he gave me two kids, and one's with this woman who my wife now is so mad at me about this woman. Well, wouldn't you and be too? You just got to sit out there, like next to the fire, and go, what the heck is God doing? This makes no sense. I'm 100 years old. I got to go to, I have to drive him to school. I got to take him to lacrosse practice. He's probably going to want to do karate and soccer. I'm 100 years old. I want to get him on my donkey and take him to all these sports. And then I got, now I got this other woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can well, you not see you sitting there? Like, what, what, what are you trying to say? And then he goes, "Well, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and take Isaac, and we're just gonna we're just gonna sacrifice him." <laughs> That's an burnt offering. <laughs> At this point, I, Abraham is just, "I surrender, Lord." Yes. I mean, that, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? It's just like I have to trust in the Lord because none is, of it makes this, sense. <laughs> Amen. This is so crazy. It, 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 I, I'm sure God has some plans because this is so out of out of this world world crazy. Yes. So sorry. I just was thinking about how crazy it is. But right. remember, half of the crazy is his own fault. <laughs> Let's not blame that on God. That had absolutely nothing to do with God. So, so remember, in your own lives, so true. Ninety percent of the crazy in our lives is our fault. But we want to blame God. We want to blame God. But most likely, inevitably, it's not God. <laughs> oh, my entire life. Right? Okay, let's go. Second, second Corinthians. <laughs> Up 10. until this morning. Second Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, casting down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Mm. Mm. So good. Philippians 2.15, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without false, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. I'm going to read that again. That you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation that will shine as lights in the world generation right that's what i'm saying so that we will be blameless and harmless children of god without fault take that in take that (laughs) prophecy of god over us and let it just just wash over you that you are you have this anointing on your life you me all of us all of us as unbelievable and as impossible as it may seem lay claim to it as Smith keeps telling us in this devotional, do not rest until you see that in your life. And I don't even know if I'm even close to, to what this to, means here. To, close to no, blameless no, no. and harmless. No, what, I, what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say. I was that, like, you know, people I get, love you. You're great, but that. <laughs> people, um, uh, you know, we, we have friends that have left uh, Jack's church because he gets political. Mm. Well, in their minds, he gets political. Yes. So what, but he's and what I understand, what I understand he's doing, he's going. We have to be political because it, it's it's bringing on so many perverse things mm-hmm. to our world. Yep. 
And so then we have people that say, well, I'm not going to go to that church because, uh, you know, he's, it's just not my cup of tea, all this kind of stuff. But this is, it, and you have other churches saying, well, we're not going to, you know, we're going to be more woke or we're going to be allowing us. How can you not read Philippians 2.15 and realize what you're doing is wrong? Right. Because he's telling you, you're going you're to be in the midst of crooked and perverse of a generation. Do you not see what's happening in our world? And then what we're supposed to be in comparison to that yes. perverse and crooked generation. Right. And uh, so anyway, I hope that didn't go off too far off. No. Just like, how can you not, how can you read that and not understand why we need pastors to teach from the Bible? Amen. Exactly what it, what it says. Acts seventeen twenty eight. For in him, we live and move and have our being as also some of our own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. I'm afraid that some of this, uh, this difficulty uh, that this devotional brings up, that you're going to go through trials, that you're going to be through, go through difficult, that um, difficulty. And, and then what we're going to talk about a little bit is about, about how fear plays into all this uh, stuff that we went from a very large audience to a very small audience. <laughs> don't, don't you see that? Like sometimes, I don't know if it's just, uh, I mean, it could possibly be me. They don't like my voice. But, uh, <laughs> no. Or my hilarity. But, hilarity. Yes. But um, it's interesting though. It's some of the more difficult messages. You do see that drop off. Uh, um, Jan's here. Hey, Jan. Yeah, I, I know Jan's <laughs> I know our friends are here. I'm, I'm hoping Nicole didn't leave when they said Nicole Schmoll makes me smile. Uh, oh, she's still around. Um, but, uh, and I'm sure, I mean, Priscilla has to be around. Oh, uh, you never know. Priscilla may have gotten tired. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? It seems like these are not, these are not easy, uh, and, things to think about that. I, I wanted to be a Christian because I just wanted to love Jesus. Well, I, like I, I mean, I'll tell you, cause I went, my first church was a feel good church. It was, mm. you are an overcomer. You are going to conquer. And, and I was not prepared for what the Lord was going to call me to at all. Uh, I was a lot more afraid than, than turned out to be necessary. It was really not, it has, the Lord told me my time of suffering is over, that he has not brought me to salvation to torture me. Like literally, those are the words I heard. I didn't bring you, I didn't save you to torture you. Uh, and it's, those are words I live by. You feel like you're being tortured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, it is, um, yeah, the trials are just, uh, they can really get the best of you sometimes. Um, and it's better if pastors were to warn you, like, get, you know, once you get saved, be like, okay, put on your helmet, grab your sword, and we're going to go into battle because this is not easy. A soldier of Christ is, is a, not an easy job. So I had to take a call, but she's back. <laughs> good. Uh, that is good. Who else? Is we, we need a roll call. Who's here with us? Right now? I want to know who the wimps are the left so I can give them a hard time next time. Uh, I don't know, you know, people stop in. Uh, Hi, we're here. And then you know, I just want to show I'm supporting you. And then they leave. No, you do <laughs> have to stay for the whole thing. Danielle stayed. Oh, good. All right. So we got our, we got our, our tribe. Yes. We got a couple that are not speaking up. 
Um, are you kicking me for a reason? Yes. <laughs> like, let's get going because you're tired. No, because I don't want to. I don't want to name and shame our friends. Oh no, I want to name them. No, I want to call them out. Why? You're like a little kid. When I'm nudging you, you're not supposed to tell everybody I'm nudging you. You're like my daughter. Why are you? Why are you kicking me? Why nudging me? It's supposed to be discreet, babe. At some point, we need to change sides because my right knee is really sore. <laughs> From daily being. Um, all right, so I want to get just. To... <laughs> Stop feeling me. So, um, Governor of Friends Church, uh, and then last night's message. I was That's... asleep, so I don't ask me to come. <laughs> just kidding. She she was... I was uh, a little no, sleepy. Great message. So last yesterday's um, thought for today was: you never know what you are made of until you are tested. And then we go to your Governor of Friends Church today. The message has to do with Joshua. It was a two through about four or three yeah. through four. So Joshua, and it was about the Israelites. The, they had gone through all the generations. Moses has passed. Joshua is now in charge. In charge, and they have to cross the not the Nile, but Jordan. <laughs> the Jordan. <laughs> it's a big river. I'm sorry, I was in denial. I didn't mean <laughs> um, the Jordan is a big river, about a mile wide. And oh, uh, now I remember. But. <laughs> <laughs> And they're standing there going, I don't know exactly how we're going to cross this yeah, thing. Yeah, they're looking like, what? Well, Two and, million people. And they got the Ark. And they got the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. And they're going, we got to carry this big old heavy <laughs> thing. We can't touch it because then we'll get, like, I don't know, we'll get turned inside out. <laughs> um, and they get there. And the, and the message that Matthew had it, it, uh, on some level was about fear, that you have to step out. That you, Even though it looks like there's no hope that um, when God speaks, because God was speaking, you know, and saying, this is what I want you to do. Go. And you got to go. He said, step go. in, step in. And it was, step out. Put, you got to put that foot in the water. And then step when out. they did, step the, up. The, 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 not the Nile, the Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> the Jordan, you know, stops and begins to pile up and they are allowed to cross um, uh, 2 million people. Extraordinary. But who was that? Who was that very first person? Like, who was the first person that, you know, said, you know, I'm going to listen to God. Like the last person didn't have to listen. He just goes, oh, look at all. Oh. Go, okay, so 1,999,009, whatever that number is. Well, the people with the ark went first. Oh, well, they got to be pretty, pretty sure. Well, they're, they feel like they're holding on to the ark. They're going to mm. be safe. They probably didn't even think about the people behind them. Like, we know we're good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're holding the ark. Yeah. So he had all that. So the message was much longer. But in the end, what uh, Matthew asked is, what I, you have to do one thing for me tonight, and that is I need you to stand if you have a fear that you need to get over that you're finding difficult. And then I want the opportunity to pray. Now, I don't know. We were near the front row, but uh, the two guys, oh, the, my two, well, actually one of the guys from the three men, young men that were there the Sunday before, one of them was there and he brought another guy. Yes. That was awesome. And they both went to their knees. Yes. During worship. Worship was amazing. So, sorry, I don't awesome. mean to hear that. But I don't know how many people stood behind me, but um, a lot. The three of us stood up, and, and then you stood with me. Uh, and you don't have to share what your fear is. But my my fear um, was interesting because it kind of has to do with a little bit of this. That's why I waited till the end. It's because Abraham's an older dad. Right? He's, he's just, and I I may be a little bit of an older dad, one of the older dads in the maybe just a little bit. Okay. 59. My youngest kid is uh, eight, eight, 10, 13, 14. Soon to be 15, 15, and then a 26-year-old. 
So this kind of all hits me when every time, anytime I hear a story about Abraham, I just, I just <laughs> see myself in the mirror. But I'm in much better shape, obviously. Obviously, obviously, much better shape. But without thinking about Abraham at, at your Linda Friends Church, but it hits me again here is that my my fear is that I I do not I so badly don't want to go back to the old man in any way, shape, or form. The old man before you saw, yeah. Me, oh, okay. Yeah, the guy. I thought I you meant the old man, like dad, like your dad. I was no. like, wait, I just want to make sure you mean no. your new man and your old man. Okay. No, because I mean, I'm older. I got these young kids, and I and I so so much want to be the man that they can look to as the man who led them to a a life of with with God. Oh, that's beautiful. In a life with, um, you know, prosperity. And you to have a husband that can do that and also be a godly husband. Oh. That my fear is that I can't do that. That was my fear. Oh. And it, it, it hit me pretty hard. Like, you know, what are you afraid of? And I was like, I'm not afraid of hardly anything. Like I said, my kids try to scare me and I, I will not even flinch. Well, funny you should say but that. I, I so rarely get fearful of anything. I mean, I, I think about what I'm going to do in a restaurant if it gets robbed. So I'm, I'm prepared, right? Uh, in driving, I've been in some pretty her, her crazy situations with, with driving, with cars cutting me off and getting stuff, but it, it doesn't, doesn't shake me. But this fears me. This fears me. This, <laughs> this, this I'm afraid of. Aww. This fears me. This, I, I don't know why it hit, it hit me. It was like, God, I just. That's beautiful. Lord, I just want to be. This man that I know now I see what this man's like. Like before I never saw what a godly man was like. I thought I it was a guy that went to church on Sunday. <laughs> it was at the barbecue. It was at the man barbecue. in the barbecue yeah. at the men's group. <laughs> but now that I know what a godly man is, when you look at the story of Abraham, not all the other shenanigans, but you know, <laughs> that, that he believed, right? Yes. Or you look at the story of Joshua. Now that I now that I know the story of Joshua, I can tell you I don't know that I've ever heard the story of oh, Joshua. He's know, my favorite. I'm so stupid when it comes to the Bible. Like it's such an infant, and I've read it. I've read it. Yes, but it just never made any sense. So you see what I'm getting to? That now of these course. stories. Now I'm just seeing them and going, oh gosh, they come to life, right? And then and then and then Matthew says, "What are you afraid of?" I go, "I'm not afraid of anything other than I can't. I, I don't know if I can do this. I know that I want to do it. I know that God has put me in the position to do it." But I'm I'm afraid of who I was. I'm afraid of that man. Oh. And yours yeah. was I'm afraid Andy's going to become that man. That <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Funny, but my fear was the same thing. <laughs> oh, you said it on me. <laughs> No, I, I, I mean, uh, maybe a little bit. That was maybe a part of it. <laughs> but the, but the other, uh, the other half of the fear is me that I'm not going to be able to do it either. Oh my gosh! So uh, I mean, we're we're in the same boat. It's not any easier for me. You know, I'm being called to something that's way, way outside of my comfort zone. So I think being I'm afraid too. Something. I think my health. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I've joined this new program because I, I I'm afraid. So I want to be as healthy as I possibly can. So I you know, got into a new workout regimen and nutrition and all this kind of stuff just to 
because because it's 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 not it's just important. because I, it's not because I want to walk around and let you know have chicks ogle me any more than they already do, <laughs> but I want. <laughs> That used to be a motivator. Yeah, that used to be the motivator. Now, I, mean, I got you. I mean, what I, now it's now like, you oh, get fat and ugly. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to because I mean I don't want that, again. This is not this is uh, this is a little bit vainish. Is this a word? It Vain. Is, there's a little bit of vanity, vanity, vanity. That, go, that goes with this. That you know, I'm going to be able to sit next because I sit next to the parents at little cross games. Sure. At, at karate, right? And they go. And, I cheer at the know, football that, games. Your grandfather sitting there. I don't want them. To, I don't want them to be able to say that. And not. I like it that they don't know. Like if I was there, like with my wheelchair <laughs> and the oxygen tank, like I was when I had COVID. Like it was like, like, like then oh, that must be your grandfather. Well, maybe when they see how young your wife is, they're like, oh. <laughs> then they're like, no, 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 that must be the dad. Look at the tart he has with her, the with tart. him. The trophy wife. <laughs> oh, we're horrible people. See, the now you know I am afraid. The, the flesh, the flesh, the flesh comes out. But I do. I don't want that. I want. I want. I don't want that to affect my kids either. Because you've seen those movies, right? Where they they, they have an old dad and they oh they yeah the kid because they have an old dad. I I always worried about that when Zara was growing up mm. too. <laughs> that, I that, her tool. <laughs> that I had yeah, a tool. I don't want to shuffle into the. I need a, a hand getting up on the bleachers. Can you help oh me my the... goodness! Like I said, you sometimes we have to help the women off the bleachers. I, I never want to be helped off the bleachers. As long as my kids are alone, I can yeah, do it. I got this, you little, little whippersnapper. Well, uh, you know what I? You know what gives me anxiety what? when um. Our mutual friends or people that you run in, (laughs) you know, like today, who say they when they ask about, you know, when they they know about the teenagers and they're like, oh, it's okay, you'll they'll be out of the house soon. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We have at least eleven years to go. (laughs) And they look at us like the youngest is how old? And they're just kind of looking at us like you. You poor things. Like, I don't know how you're going to do it. I, I always like, throw in, hey, but half the time they're with their mom. Half the time I don't, I don't have it. Half the time I get to relax. But people look visibly afraid for us. <laughs> they look visibly concerned. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, hey, and like, thank God that's not me. Is like the expression on their face. Like, thank yeah. God that's not me. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to the river. We're going on a cruise. Yeah. We're, going, we're, we're flying up to one of the moons on the, on the Amazon space station. Like, too bad for uh, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! Oh God, we will never be empty nesters. We'll be in an old old people's home where we'll be empty nesters. Oh goodness gracious! Why? Why? I'm gonna say something. What brings you to the senior center today? <laughs> oh, the the last of my kids just left. I go. What? <laughs> what? What, what, excuse me, what, they were 40, 50 when they left? No, they, were, they just turned 18. <laughs> yeah. Then we can finally go to one of those little uh, retirement assisted living places <laughs> with the pool <laughs> and the palm trees. In just a couple of years, we Play can go, gin. In just about a couple of years, we can go to a senior dance at uh, Calvary Chapel, Hills. <laughs> and then we start talking, well, what do your children do for a living? Well, nothing. They're still, <laughs> they're still in elementary. One's at Taco Bell on the, in the summers. <laughs> 
two are in elementary school. One's in junior high. And oh, Lord, give us strength. Oh, sorry, we went down that whole thing. But that's how. <laughs> that's what I prayed for to give me. That's what I prayed for, too. <laughs> I'm with you, bro. <laughs> we did not talk about this before we did this. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah, I stood up so fast. I, did you hear it feel the wind? <laughs> I I, and actually, I was a little surprised. Really? I, I normally don't stand for stuff like that. No. No, I needed prayer. <laughs> I, needed, I felt it. I, the, the worship was amazing. The message, I, I was awake, so I heard it. Um, it I'm not as old as, as old as you, so I was able to sustain my awakeness. Um, I heard this like, <laughs> you want to laugh? Yeah. We just got one of your social. We got your annual social security statement, <laughs> <laughs> and it said how much money you can start to collect when in a couple of years when you're 62. And I was like, oh great, another source of income. <laughs> like, that'd be kicking in in a couple of years. <laughs> your social security benefits. <laughs> oh my goodness, folks. Oh. <laughs> It's good when, when you can laugh at yourself. When the kids aren't around and I get tickets at the at the movie theater, I get the senior <laughs> discount. But I don't do it when they're there. My I'll dad, pay I'll pay ten dollars more if the kids are there. My dad used to love doing that. That was his favorite <laughs> thing to do. Two seniors, please. <laughs> I was at the car wash the other day, just like two days ago, and on the window it says there's a senior discount, and I looked. And I looked and I go, I'm not ready for that. No, no. I said, <laughs> well, Jan asked if we got our, our double A. Oh yeah. I got that. I got that like 10 years ago. Did you? Yes. How come we don't use it? I don't know. So many things. I don't know. It's because I'm, it's the, it's all this. You know me. I'm all into taking advantage of the benefits. If you guys only knew. Oh my gosh. God is calling us to, uh, our first ministry, which is this family. And so we'd like you all to pray for us <laughs> for good health and yes. wisdom because it's not easy. See, more people stuck around. They didn't, I mean. They didn't leave it no, us laughing leave. and no. <laughs> making fun of ourselves. That's part of our living fearless. And I love the way, uh, so Matt was also saying, why did, if you read uh, Joshua 1, God says repeatedly, to Joshua, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. And Matt's like, why do you think God had to say that to him three times? Cause he was afraid, yeah. you know? So he's like, <laughs> so Matt says, you're afraid when you don't listen to God, you're afraid when you're listening to God. So he's like, isn't it better just to listen? If you're going to be afraid either way, it's yeah. better just to do what God says. And I was like, yeah, it's a very commonsensical approach to it. And then it made total sense when he said, um, when you feel afraid, how do you feel? Afraid. Afraid. How do you how do you feel when you have courage when you're afraid? And he goes, and I and I thought for a second, I thought courage or courageous. He goes, no, you feel afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes total sense if you know when I go back to when I'm training law enforcement officers, I, I've asked them, have you ever been afraid? No, I've never been afraid. I said, You're lying. Right. If, if there's something wrong with you if you've never been afraid. And the courage only gets Allow when you have courage and you're courageous, tolerates it, the faith. It allows you to get through your fear. Yes, exactly. If you don't have courage, you won't get through your fear. So it was exactly right. As soon as he said that, I said, "Oh yes." I used to tell people that all the time, but it's normal to have fear. Exactly. There's Jan's vote of confidence. If Abraham could do it, so can we. <laughs> and he was the father of many nations. 
Did they Abraham had an AARP card? Not yet. Yeah. See how difficult it was in those days. It was really difficult. They didn't have, I'm sure they didn't have senior discounts. You think they maybe had senior discounts? No. No. AARP wasn't there. Wow. Yeah. Life in a tent. They were in a tent. Ugh. With sandals, walked in the desert. I've slept in a lot of tents over the years with air mattresses, no air mattresses. I've slept underneath the bus where they they packed the the luggage because I used to drive buses to. You would sleep in there? Yes. That was my tent. You just close the the big bay doors. You put a little, you know, mattress in there, a little thin little mattress. Is that common? For bus drivers? I would drive people to the North Fork and South Fork for river rafting. And Why don't you a, sleep inside on the chairs? It's not comfortable. No, you can't lie down. You can't lie down. And it'll, yeah, you could stretch out underneath there. And they had lights inside. Yeah. And did you close the like door on yourself or no? You leave it open. Yeah, no, eventually you close the door on yourself. So anyway. Wow. You're going to make me forget what I was going to say. Sounds, that's almost like sounds like you're being trafficked <laughs> in the back of the bottom of a bus. Well, I was Mexican. <laughs> they probably thought. <laughs> You're a stowaway. If the La Migra would have came around, they would have said, oh, we're here to save you, but you have to go back to Mexico. No, no, I live here. No, really. You're a stowaway. So listen. Okay. Uh, all these different places I've had to sleep through the years, I just like, when you were asking about camping, now I've camped a lot and I will camp and I can, but I would rather camp in a hotel. <laughs> I just not. Glamping, um, they call it now. It's just never. It's never a restful sleep. No, it's it's always. I have no desire to do that. I love laying there, looking up at the stars, but then pretty soon I get restless. And it, I've been, I've slept on cots, like, and so yeah. on. So now bringing it back the story, I, I think about the living in these tents. Like, oh my I've gosh, seen you years in, a tent? in a luxurious king size pillow top mattress, <laughs> <laughs> kicking and wailing like Shamu. So I can imagine you and a bunch of rocks. That must be absolutely miserable. No, I've always had restless sleep. I can't, I can't think of a time, especially when I became a police officer and I would sleep during the day and work at night. It really, that really jacked me up. I've always, since then, I've always had difficulty sleeping soundly. I'm sorry. Maybe one day. We should pray, <laughs> we should pray that for you. It helps when I get a little exercise before bed. <laughs> hey, really? have you heard? Have I told you the news? No. We are one of the top five recommended podcasts on. Oh, that was an abrupt ending. From from the Christian Post. Oh, yes. For 2022, right? For 2022. And you can listen to us on the Edify app. This is how you get it. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. During that commercial, we were talking about Jan being married 40, what? Six years. 46 years. She looks like she's 36. How could she be married 46? I don't know. (laughs) But that would be like her (laughs) getting pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. Not that she's 100, but you know what I mean? Like Getting pregnant now. You mean she'd be like us if yeah, she got pregnant like now. <laughs> That's what I mean. Sorry. I, that's the part I need to throw in there. Like, so, Jan, just imagine you are who you are now, and you have an eight-year-old. <laughs> and she might have an eight-year-old for all I know. No. No. You sure? Grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 
that's the thought that everybody has when they hear it from us. <laughs> they look at us and they look over at me like, oh, wow. Oh. You signed up for that? One last thing at church. Every so often, Hetty gets to meet guys that I know from, uh, you know, <laughs> men with no regrets and other periods of time in my life. And uh, you cut that guy off guard. <laughs> Because he was raw. He was raw and honest. He didn't have time to rehearse that speech, that introduction. I think he went back later and was like, wow, I was kind of brutal to them. <laughs> his name was Buddy. Uh, but anyway, I never knew his real name was like Ralph or something like that. Did he say Ralph or Jack? Or I've never known. I've always known him as Buddy. But anyway, Buddy goes, so, uh, so what are you doing now? <laughs> I do a podcast with this, this chick right here. <laughs> I'm married to and then we go through the whole story and yeah and he he's goes, like wow you really know how to reinvent yourself <laughs> <laughs> i was like dude i'm the new bride you really want to say that right in front of me he's like oh look at you you really reinventing yourself <laughs> it's like thanks a lot i'm just i'm just the 12th iteration of andy falco oh, oh my God. it's okay you're my 12th too so <laughs> lucky enough we're in the same boat baby. this is so many stories it does he's another one of those people that said uh so you're about done with those kids <laughs> no no <laughs> three more or three yeah three more behind <laughs> four yeah. more four more behind the one i was talking about i was talking about kelly who's 15 yeah he goes oh that one's only the last one's almost out of the out of the house <laughs> uh, no, no no we got four more so that's how that whole discussion started all right anything else my love no <laughs> We're going to go to first service tomorrow. We're going to wake up really? with the birds. I got to go put some bandages on my knee because it's bleeding. No, bruised, not Bru bleeding. <laughs> I'm not cutting you. I'm banging you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Banging your knee. That's what he's referring to. I'm banging his knee. Jen. Uh, yeah, Jen. that's from your comment about exercise. That's All not right. my comment. All right, my friend. I love you. Too. You're the best. So we are going to first service. Yes, with the really? birds. Nice. All right. So anybody going to Calvary Chapel Chino Hills tomorrow? First service. Seven thirty. You, you should see us there. <laughs> All right, my friends. We love you guys. Good night. God bless. We're putting up with Hetty at times. <laughs> Off uh, the rails. Out of control. All right. Love you. Bye. God bless.